Turning again back to that portion that we read together in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 7. We may read from verse 24. Matthew 7, verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these saints of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. A well known parable brought before us here. It has been said by someone that instant obedience is the only kind of obedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Instant obedience, the only kind of obedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Now, when we are given a lawful command, directed in the word of God, to do something particular, surely it is for us to immediately respond positively to that. But sadly, we don't do so very often. We can be reluctant, whoever we are, to be obedient to the word of God. Here then in this parable, interesting, of course, that the word is not described as a parable, the word is not used here, uh, but it is obviously, that's what it is, the parable of the Lord, this final part of the Sermon on the Mount. And here, the Lord's teaching is then very clear regarding what is required of man. He is saying, hear what I say and do what I say. We are speaking elsewhere of being hearers only and not doers of the word. And the importance, friends, of hearing and doing. Now, there are some parables that uh, we need, or where explanation and elaboration is needed to fully understand what is being taught in them. You remember even the disciples, that they had asked, for example, an explanation of the sower and the seed. But I think this one is very, very clear for us. And this whole idea is something that even the world are familiar with, building on the sand, a well-known saying used by many, but of course not applied spiritually. But that idea, building on the sand, this is exactly where it comes from. It's surprising how many sayings there are that the world use. You can think of many others. I'm sure you can think yourself of some that uh, they don't seem to recognize uh, where 
they come from, from the word of God. But here is something that is necessary and clear to us, instruction here. And that is here, um, it's about doing and not doing. And also there's an aspect of it as well, of course, applied to the main part with the rock to build on, which is Christ himself. Both things, in a sense, there's part of it in both. And so, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings mine and doeth them. However, everybody doesn't follow what the Lord says. And tonight I would like to bring before us all, as I bring before myself and yourself, I pray, from three different aspects here. There are two builders, there are two buildings, and there are two foundations. Two builders, two buildings, and two foundations. First of all, then, let us look at one of the builders that are brought before us here. Now, while the two builders here brought before us, they have some things in common. Nevertheless, we know, of course, that they are quite different in their outlook. Yes, they're each building a house, but it's about where they are building. And that ultimately, at the end of the day, is what is important. Now, what would people see here? They would see if we, if we use this parable as an illustration, as it is, and in our own mind's eye. Here are two people building two houses. And what would you see as you looked on them? Well, they would have some things in common. You see, they are two men who are busy building. We're not even told that from the outside that the buildings looked any different. They were busy at it, they're doing what they were doing in a way that would be seen as being looking as one as industrious as the other. There is no difference in one sense in that at all brought before us. So not only do they both begin to build, not only do they work away at it until it's completed, and that is that they both completed the work to their own satisfaction of building their own home, their own house. It is according to what they themselves, how they themselves are doing it. They would be quite happy, obviously, when the houses were finished. Well then, what? but, but what is obviously different about them both? Well, I think we'd have to say that one of them, one of the houses probably went up a lot faster than the other because of what they were built on. In Luke chapter 6, when we have this parable brought before us, it speaks about the one, although we don't have it here, that he digged deep. One was digging deep. The other built upon the earth, upon the sand. And so immediately we see that their outlook is different. Here was one digging until he came to the rock. He wasn't content just to build anywhere. It would be a lot easier just to start building on a, on a, on a, a foundation that was not, not great, but it would do as it were for now. And here was one, obviously, who dig deep. He labored at it. He wasn't content with, with just erecting something that superficially looked good. 
He realized that more was required than that. He would have thought the matter through. He knew it wasn't enough, just as it were, to throw something together that would, might look very impressive from the outside. But yet he knew it would not stand the test of time. He understood that more was required. He understood that when storms come, he would be found out. And what we see, and I think the whole picture here is of someone who took advice and he listened and he learned. Isn't that what the Lord is saying here in verse 24? Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, he heareth and he doeth. And so the picture here, the spiritual picture, any of us I'm sure can see that clearly enough. This is what is required. Here is a man who heard and he does. Do you see the teaching here, if you like, the deeper spiritual teaching of the Lord? He is stressing the need to listen. He is stressing the need to learn. He is stressing the need to make sure that you begin well. And here is one who then, who heard uh, the teaching, the picture here is of that, and he acts upon it accordingly. He was not content with a superficial building. He was not content to have something that may have looked well from the outside, but he recognized the need for more. He recognized the need as a builder. He recognized the need to do what he was required of him. It was rise the need then to build upon the rock. And you see the importance here as well of the whole context of the parable. The background to the parable is very important. See what the verses before here from verse 21 onwards. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. The will of my Father. And here is this man, he's doing, the, that's the whole picture. He's doing what he should be doing. He's doing what was set out for him to do. You see, then there are the, the other side, of course, we'll come to a minute. I mean, we're not cast out devils in thy name, done many wonderful things. I will profess I never knew you depart from me. So this builder then is someone who is not leaving anything, as it were, we can say, to chance. Not for him building his hope on his own understanding, not for him doing just what pleases himself. And the clear teaching here, friends, is evident and obvious, even to the youngest child here, I am sure, tonight. And yet, how many still, despite that, build their hope for heaven on their own so-called efforts and their own religiosity, and thinking that will do my own understanding of matters. And so we have in verse 22, are we not prophesied in thy name? And in the name of cast out devils, have we not done it? And we've done this and we've done that. In thy name done many wonderful things. We've done this. Oh, yes, they were, as it were, used in the name of the Lord. But it was of no consequence because it was only done for themselves. Friends, the danger of that for yourself tonight. You might be here something along these lines, thinking that all is well because you're religious. And I think that will do. Dear friends, are you here tonight? Or have you built, are you doing so? Or have you built upon the rock? Is this what you're doing here this evening? Is your hope solely tonight on the Lord Jesus Christ? 
see the holy hope you have so that when the rain descends and the floods come and the winds blow and beat upon the house it fell not why for it was founded upon a rock our friends to realize whatever we hear in the day that we live in of many false religions even those who are over us i'm sure you're as appalled as i was to see the first picture that came out of after scottish parliament parliament some of them meeting there worshiping a false god the first act there made public no one bats an eyelid but here friends whatever anyone else does this is what you must do this is what i must do we must build upon the rock nothing else will do and that's what you have to ask yourself tonight as i must ask myself am i that kind of builder or am i building my own edifice and in my own my own ideas or is it built upon the rock this is what we see here this is what is necessary for us is your hope solely upon christ are you like the first builder or are you like the second builder with nothing but an outward form as it were head and no true heart religion so the first one builds and he knows what he's doing he's building upon the rock but then there's the second builder let us see what is true of him then well the lord immediately calls him as we have in verse 26 a foolish man shall be likened unto a foolish man you see it wasn't that he was doing nothing it wasn't that he wasn't actually engaged in building he certainly was he was building away himself but what was the difference well friends it was not either that he did not know and i think that's a pictured here as well if you like spiritually requirement and whatever in verse 26 a everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not exactly the same thing as we have the, the the other one who heard in verse 24 heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them you see it's not about the hearing it's the doing and the not doing according to what they heard he knew this man he knew exactly what was required but he thought he knew best and that's how it is for so many spiritually i don't have to go so deep i don't have to be so committed i can just be a christian and not be so involved we don't be like these people who seem to be obsessed with christ and the word of god and going to church and the, the lord's day I don't need to follow these exact instruction. I can be a believer according to my own understanding. Oh, how many are like that? How many imagine that all is needed? And sadly, friends, I believe there are many just like that in the world around us today. We don't have to look very far to see that many hope to build and are building, but not on the rock. they are building according to their own ideas many in the world sat still i believe many are got in our communities around us so how we see it in our neighborhoods wherever we look and yes sadly as well friends even within our family circles those that we know what a fearful thing it is i think it's sure for yourself so for myself those whom i love so much in this world and i know that accept they are building on the rock 
and some of them are not at the moment, that they will perish. A fearful thought indeed. Yes, friends, that's the reality for us all. How sad that is, that that is so. Is that you here tonight? Are you here tonight with your religion? Yes. Yes, you're here in the gospel. Yes, you know what is required of you. And yet you are still depending on somehow or other being right with God, that your edifice will be accepted by God through your own efforts and not according to the word of God. You know what it is. It may well be that you're even impressing people and they see you here every week. They see you with your business of church attendance. They see you with your, you're always to be here as often at every service. You know, friends, some of you are here oftener than some professing Christians. But don't depend on that. It's wonderful to see. It's one of the things here that I'm delighted to see how many of those who are faithful at the means of grace. I know that maybe some of you have not as yet come to faith in Christ, but you're at the means of grace, sadly even more than some Christians are. And I must say, friends, and I say this, not with any joy in my heart, but one of the great disappointments I have personally had in my time here as the moderator has to do with how it seems that some professing Christians seems to miss church with very little excuse. How easy it seems to be for some to be kept back by a little cough or a little bit of rain or any excuse it seems at times. There was a time when you, Christian, and such would never dream of missing a service. If God's house was open, you would be there. That's how it was. It is one of the things I said, it's disappointing in the church at large. I have to say, in larger measure, I had no problem with that at all in where I was before. But anyway, be that as it may. But there are still, sadly, many around who are just giving the outward impression, giving the right impression outwardly, and never having ever given true, deep thought to the ultimate end with will what you are building on, will it stand under the final examination of Christ as a judge? That's the question. Oh, but I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm here as often as anybody else is. That is good. An outward forum. But what about the heart? And what about the intention, true intention of your own heart and soul? What do you make and how are you with these things? The one who will come one day, the one who now, the one who very this moment, now as you sit here, reads the thought and intents of your very heart. There's nothing hid from him. My friend, beware, oh, beware of shallowness and of no depth Christianity. For that will be revealed one day for what it is on that great day. So what is it like? Who are you? Which one of the builders do you identify with tonight? As the man who listened and who built as he should. Or the one who heard as well, but didn't listen and act on 
what you have heard. And you have heard plenty, dear friend. So there are two builders, but there are also two buildings. Now, there's no hint here in this account that they looked any differently outwardly. It doesn't tell us that one was put up not very well, and but nothing like that at all. It's all about the foundation they were building on. And that, friends, itself is a thought, isn't it? No difference in the houses they were building. And whoever you are here tonight, yes, even and especially you, a professing Christian here tonight, should that not cause us to examine ourselves afresh? Are we different? Are we not looking outwardly the same? Surely there must be more to it than that. You see, friends, the great difference is whose building plans are we following? He was one man who knew his house was safe. He had made every effort to dig deep according to the instructions that he had. I mean, having done so, when the storms would come and when troubles try him, when the winds of animosity and persecution comes, he has confidence in this building. He has confidence. Why has he confidence? Because he knows what he has built on. And he knows the sure foundation that he has. Because he has built, if you like, according to the schedule and plans he has heard of from the master builder himself. According to what is required. And that's what you and I need, friends. What does the Bible require of us? What does Christ require of us? What does the word of God tell us we are to do? You see, this man, man, he could say, I know whom I have believed. And he could say, I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Is that the faith you have tonight? Can you say, I know whom I have believed? Not just in myself. My faith goes deep in my house, as it were, is built on nothing else, not on sinking sand, but upon the rock that is Christ. You know, Christian friends, be sure of this. Dig deep. Don't be content with a little digging. Dig deep. And the deeper you dig, the stronger, no doubt, as it were, your spiritual muscles and your spiritual life will be. A wise man which built his house upon the rock. The house was built well on the best foundation. But what about this other second builder then? The other building? Well, we know that a foolish man built on the sand and the rain descended and so on, and it fell, it fell, and great was the fall of it. As we mentioned earlier, it looks outwardly the same. No great obvious difference between them that man could discern. Both would be admired, maybe. Both be looking at people and say, well, that person, you know how often that can be. Well, I think that person is a Christian just because they go to church. Dear friends, we need to dig deeper than that. It is wonderful that is so. 
for that, as it were, is only, if I can put it this way, the first, the first spade in the ground of digging to enter into God's house and to be at the means of grace. You see, this man here, obviously, he didn't put in the same effort. He didn't want to put in any great effort. I don't need to dig that deep. It's not necessary for me to be a Christian, to be like these people have said earlier. Here's one, as it were, who wants an easy road into heaven without putting any effort in, hopes that one way or another, what he does and the edifice he puts up, that it will suffice. That is all that is needed. You see, isn't that how so many now, the danger friends of, if I can say, easy believism. Anything goes. Just say, I believe in Jesus. I must be therefore a Christian. The danger of that. But when the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell, and great was the fall of it. What fearful words these are. Great was the fall of it. My dear friend, without Christ tonight, not building on the rock, what a fall awaits you. If death finds you as you are tonight, the great was the fall of it. You see, there are so many who hear the word, but they're not doers of it. Isn't that what we read about in James? The need we have, not just to be hearers, but doers of the word. As Timothy, Paul to Timothy puts it, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. That's a frightening thing, friends. Every Christian here tonight should be trembling at that thought. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Oh, friends, let us beware. Let us beware of what we are and consider what we are and what we are not. You see, friends, if that is all that it is, your edifice, your building, it will fall down. And is that what Jesus says here? And great is the fall of it. And if your hope tonight is based simply, based, hope for eternity is based simply on any structure, anything other than Scripture brings before us. However impressive you may look, however good you may look, however great your religion is, however much you may think you're a Christian, and even if you look like a Christian, you might act like a Christian, the day will reveal it. What you really are. Oh, my friends, let us, as it were, dig deep till you are sure you're built on that rock. Nothing less will do. Take no chances, as it were. Hear and obey the instructions as to how to be saved. And this is the only way to be built upon Christ, to be built upon that rock. Nothing else will do. Get rid of your religiosity. Get rid of anything other than this. And while you may continue as this house, obviously, for a time, it was still standing. It didn't fall down immediately. That's not the picture we have. But the day came when they did, when the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell. But then look at the other house. It fell not. 
it was found upon the rock. There you have a perfect picture. And my dear friends, there's a day coming. And oh, what a storm. What a storm is going to face you. What then? Oh, too late then to start digging. Too late then to put your trust in Christ. It'll be too late for you. The day will come and great was the fall of it. So we have two builders, we have two buildings. And then thirdly, we have two foundations. And I think it's important as well that each built a house, but not the foundation. Not the foundation. It was already there. There was the sand or the earth, and there was the rock. And that was already there. And it is where, friends, the great mistake is made at the very outset. You see, here we have the same test for them both. Both situations are finding about the wind and the floods and so on. We have that at the same, both houses. And as we said, we're not told that the buildings were any different in any way whatsoever looking. And again, friends, how alarming that is for us. I want to stress that tonight for us all. How alarming that is for us. For those of us who profess to be Christians, does our lives show it when others see and look upon us? What do they see? How do they see us? There should be a, 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 a difference even, if you like, anybody getting to know us should soon know what we're building our hope on. But however grand our building looks, if it's not built on this foundation, the day will come when it will fall. And if you are not built on Christ tonight and on his finished work, the day will come and oh, what a fall, as I said earlier, because you're not built on the foundation. You ever marveled at some of these ginormous skyscrapers? You see them. And they're not really uh, huge in the sense of uh, uh, what they were standing in the area of ground, but they're going up and up and up. And you wonder, how on earth do they not fall? How on earth, when hurricanes come, and maybe you see other buildings around, that they have been, they have been demolished and shattered by it? Because, you see, those who are building them, they making provision for every storm in the foundation. They knew what they were doing. They know what they're doing. And my dear friends, so it is and should be for us. So what is true of what we read here and what is true of our foundations, if we are Christians, surely it is, we must fully trust what has been done for us in Christ. We must fully trust in him, in Christ, and we cannot be moved then. Nothing shall shake. Every storm will come. There's not a Christian here tonight who hasn't gone through storms and who hasn't been buffeted by great winds, as it were, and floods. And you feel at times, how can I stand? You cannot on your own, friend, but you're built upon the rock. And that's where we go. We fully trust him. And we are united to him. And we cannot be separated from him. 
Remember what we read these wonderful words in Romans chapter 8? Nothing shall separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Nor death, nor life, nor height, nor depth, nor, nor, nor nothing shall separate us. Why? Because we're united to him. And this building here, the whole picture is built upon that rock. And so the church is as strong as, in one sense, as Christ is. And the building is as strong as the foundation, because it's united to him. It's not about outward appearance, but about what we see and what we know with the eye of faith. As we have, we walk by faith. We believe by faith, not by sight. And this is where obedience, friends, comes in. Whoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. Oh, note, friends, and doeth them. So the Christian can say tonight, I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I committed unto him against that day. What day? Or oh, the great day that is coming that will test you and I. You see, that's having faith in that rock. So there is this foundation that is necessary. But then, friends, also, finally, there is this other foundation. Verse 26. Foolish man which built his house upon the sand. No, as I said, the building probably, the idea is it stood for a while. And some people go on year after year after year with an outward, if I can say, respectability as far as being churchy or religious is concerned. As I said earlier, sometimes it's hard to see the difference between some of you here tonight and some professing believers. And yet, the difference is the foundation. The difference is where you have built on. That's the question tonight, is it not? Are you built on the rock or upon the sand? And it may well be, and it is obviously, that you're still here on mercy's ground. It may well be for yourself tonight that your religion, your religious life has up till now, it stood the test of time. And there have been difficult, but you still, as it were, cling on to an outward forum. Even you might have withstood some storms in your life. But my friend, what are you doing? You are deceiving yourself because the day will come when you will be found out. And then never mind those around you. This is for you. This is what you need. Well, I go, I'm as good as that person, and I go to church like that person. I don't do this, and I don't do that, and surely that is fine. It is not. It is not enough, friends. That great day of testing is coming. It is inevitable for the young and the old and everyone here. It may be sooner for some of us than for others. It will be indeed sooner for some of us than others, but it may be more uh, unexpected for us all in one sense. But make no mistake, it's coming to us all. For you and I, that day is coming when we have to stand before a holy God who knows everything about us. And we may fool those around us 
and we're given the impression that all is well for the wrong reasons. You see, friends, that outward conformity will not stand the test of time. So then, where do you find yourself tonight? Everyone here in this building tonight and listening in have heard the word, heard the plan of salvation umpteen times. But the question is, having heard, what have you done with what you've heard? What have you done with it? Are you like the foolish man who heard and he knew but did not do what was required? Bishop Ryle said that open sin slays thousands. Profession without practice, the ten thousands. Profession without practice, the ten thousands. My dear friends, let us not be content with just an outward forum. Be honest with yourself before God tonight. Before it is too late. And the edifice collapses. That's the question, then, isn't it? Who or what are you building on tonight for heaven? Let's pray. Oh, blessed Lord, we thank thee that thy word is clear to us. Forgive us for the way that we hear it and do not do. Oh, that we would be not only hearers, but doers of the word. And the greatest doing of all is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in the one who alone is the rock, on whom we must uh, stand and be cling on to for safety, not just in this world, but also for eternity. Would thou then do thy work by thy spirit tonight, that there would be a transformation in the thinking and in the lives of some here tonight, that those of us who profess thy name that we would examine ourselves more and more and be more Christ-like and more, as it were, wedded to that holy rock. And amongst us, those who have not as yet done other than to build upon the sand, having much of an outward form, but not have yet dug deep as they must by thy spirit. Lord, that thou would enable them and give them the wisdom and the grace and thy spirit to do so. Hear us and accept us and forgive us. And all in Christ's name, amen.